You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here here on Sirius XM Channel 99. We're here at the newly reconstituted table in the back of The Comedy Cellar. We're here, of course, with Dan Natterman and, I just realized I've been doing this wrong, and Ms. Kristen Gonzalez. Uh, she got married like a year ago, and we've been calling her by her. her That's okay. All my stuff is still Montella. Anyway. No, I think I think Kristen Gonzalez is actually a good is it good for your career in this day and age? Uh, okay. Anything browner, I think actually get, like my kids. You know, I, I'm brown, the browning of the Dwarmans. All right. What's up, Dan? Well, um, apparently I missed something big on Saturday night here at the Comedy Cellar because I was uh, not here. But apparently. Uh, uh, I learned from Instagram and uh, the social media that there was on stage here at the Comedy Cellar on Saturday night, um, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, John Mayer, and Aziz Ansari all on stage at the same time on Saturday night. Is that what? Is uh, that, that, that's right. And but uh, you know what? I didn't even fucking know about it. Nobody oh, told me. Nobody. Te- actually, where's Liz? I, I, can, can, can somebody find Liz? Because I'm actually angry about this, and I'm happy somebody reminded me. I woke up the next morning, and I was humiliated because friends of mine were like, oh, I heard about the night. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't. Nobody even took the time to text me text to let me know that a night of historic proportions with the biggest stars in the world, John Mayer playing the guitar with Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Aziz Ansari, and some, there was some other famous musician, too. I, I never even got the name. Um... Well, nobody at that level, I don't think. Somebody that might be famous if you're into, you know. This is how disregarded I have become. Well, you wanted to be hands-off. No, I don't want to be hands-off. <laughs> well, I think, Noam, if I had to, if I had to proffer an explanation. You know sometimes somebody's having a heart attack in the middle of the street and nobody calls the EMS because they figure somebody else already called them? Voila, the answer to your question. Hold on, Rose, what's that? She's coming. Everybody uh, probably thought somebody else had texted you. Therefore, no need to text No, you. but there are like three people who should text him. Well, I would have to say I don't think anybody thought anybody had texted me. <laughs> I, I don't. Well, I, if, if I were here, I would never think to text you because I figured you must know. You know, so but but I'm not, of course, management. And well. it's not my job to send you a text. But that's what I would have thought. I would have thought, well, he certainly has to know what's going on here. It's his club. So there's no need for it. I, I went home early that night. Of course. And turns out we we had this amazing night with uh, with Mayor and all the rest of them. I don't know. It, it's what been, were they it, doing on stage? Were they just talking? Was it like a rap? Well, I, uh, maybe Liz can enlighten. Yeah, Liz will have to tell us. I mean, uh, I think they were doing karaoke. And Seriously? Yeah, that's what I heard. And I, there's a little clip I saw of a video where John Mayer was playing uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive." The, the, well, it's the bon, all, bon Jovi it's all isn't it all videotape actually? I'm very bittersweet about running the comedy cell these days. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to sell the whole place. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, but first, we, sit, sit down, Liz. Noam has a question for you. Uh, no, because I forgot all about it. But I forgot. He asked me about this thing with John Mayer and everybody coming down on Saturday night. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's right. I don't know anything about it because nobody even fucking bothered to tell me or text me. <laughs> SD, did, SD told me that she texted you that everyone was here. No, no. But she just certainly didn't do that. Oh. I left here at quarter to nine. Yes. Saturday night, busy night. Uh-huh. A quarter to ten, I'm sorry. Uh-huh. At 10.27, she texted me, I just heard from John Mayer he's coming down tonight. Now he comes down quite often, right? But mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't answer because I was driving. You didn't have your automatic reply on? Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Okay. But I didn't answer. So I might have forgotten to put it on. So then I go home, go to sleep, wake up the next morning, I found out about this. I'm like, Esty, why didn't you tell me about She goes, well, I texted you. I figured you were sleeping. I'm like, why would you figure I was sleeping? She goes, well, I texted you. You didn't answer. I'm like, you texted me while I was obviously still in the car. <laughs> you texted me in less time than I could have gotten home. But what, what, people text me at all hours of the night yeah. for nothing. For, right. for nothing. Right. Well, it sounds to me like your beef is with Esty, not Liz. Liz, Be- too. Because Liz thought Esty that Esty... told me that she texted you. So I was under the understanding that you were, that you knew the situation and... Has text become the past tense for text? Yes. Okay. Texted? I think, I I think, think it's texted. texted. Um, I, th- I thought it was just text. No, I have a question for you. Um, now, how much, in terms of publicity... Yeah. How much do you think this is good for the seller, and how much would you be willing to pay for it to happen if it wouldn't have happened otherwise? That's a good question. But, but, but let me. What what happened? Let me finish yelling at Liz. No, no. Oh, okay. I want to know. So tell us Hold what. On. Can you explain what so, happened? So um, 
Chappelle was here with Mayor John Mayer, John Mayer's brother. Uh, Aziz, Carl Mayer? Carl. Carl. Aziz was here with Padma Lakshmi okay. of Top Chef fame. And That's very good, Liz. <laughs> they were all hanging out at, at, up here at a table, and for the 12-15 show, they decided that they wanted to... Chappelle decided he wanted to go on. So the show opened with... Uh, Will was hosting. Jessica Kirsten did about 10 minutes. Michelle Wolf did about 10 minutes. While Chappelle was waiting for to go on, Chris Rock showed up. So Coincidentally? No. He came to see Dave. Okay. So, Dave texted him he was there? Yes. Okay. They do tend to cluster. Go ahead. We get celebrities usually in clusters or not at all. It's, yes, I guess so. So... <laughs> So Chappelle went on stage, did about 10 minutes, brought Chris on. Chris brought Aziz on. The three of them were on stage. Then John went on stage with Corey Henry, who was here as well, who was also at the Roots Picnic, uh, piano player. Our Corey? Our Corey. My Corey? Yes. With, with John Mayer? Is yeah. he working with John now? No, he was here. They were upstairs, and Corey saw John and said, oh my God, John, I love you. You're amazing. You're such an inspiration. I said, John, Corey is really an amazing musician. Oh, you think I might want to hear about this? One of our I musicians? I totally <laughs> didn't even... Oh, this is my fault. I didn't okay. think about that. And so they... Um, Corey was on the piano and uh, everyone wanted John to get a guitar, get a guitar. He went to get his guitar from his car, but the, his driver already took it back to the hotel so Colin Smith was here and offered his guitar, got his guitar, plugged it in, and it became a bit of a So singing. Colin was interacting with Mayer, too? No, Colin just got his guitar. Oh, and, and, then, and then Mayer played uh, Wanted Dead or Alive? He, he played, uh, there was, it was a whole evening of sing-along, yeah. It started with Jay-Z. It started with... Jay-Z was here? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it started with <laughs> Jay-Z's songs oh. and moved into uh, Dead or Alive and... There was a well, bit what, of everything. What were the Aziz doing during this time when they were playing? Uh, there was some time that Aziz was just standing on stage. He was also singing along. It was is, the whole audience was singing. Is Aziz friends with uh, Chappelle and Chris Rock? I mean, they all seemed very friendly. You know, it's like you get to a certain level of fame, and all of a sudden, it's you like you're, in the, friend. you're just friends. You're yeah. almost there, Natterman. No, I'm not almost there, but but uh, I, that always intrigued me somewhat. That you just at a, after a certain level, you get the keys to the executive lounge, and yeah, and you're all friends. Yeah, I, we've seen that. We've seen people who didn't even like each other. When they both became friends, all of a sudden they became pals. When they both became famous. famous. When they became famous, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that um, nobody understands. You have to be one to understand it. You well, know? also, I, I think guess. that they're all in a good mood. They, everyone like, was, know, everyone like, was like, whatever, they whatever beef time. you had with somebody, you're like, all right. Now I'm making millions. I'm yeah, okay. who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You know, and we can all be famous together and it'll be fun. But as much as famous people, I think, don't like to be, might move away from their non-famous friends, I think the non-famous friends move away from the famous people, too. It's awkward when somebody becomes really famous. It just it just changes everything. It's just like, uh, like I said, it's like a black hole. Just It shifts time and space. Well, yeah, I've never had that Fame. happen because I tend to pick my friends. <laughs> I, I, they, I, people, I gravitate well, you know, toward... And you're not famous. I gravitate toward people. No, <laughs> I'm saying is... nobody I'm friends with has become famous. Oh. Because the people that I tend to gravitate toward are... They, are the schlubs. No, they Aww. just... They, they, don't, they don't have... They don't have what it takes to become famous. Oh. Wow. I hope, they don't, I hope they don't have what it takes really? to listen to this radio show. Really? <laughs> I don't Did mean... I don't mean about your friends? And, excuse me, would you let me finish? I'm Go not ahead. even talking... I'm not talking about talent. I'm talking about the drive and the single-mindedness and the willing... And, and, and the mass appeal that it so often takes to become famous. I tend not to gravitate... I tend to gravitate more toward people who are a, a little off the beaten path. For example, like... Uh, 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 let me think of an example. Um, like a yeah, dove, like, like Dove Davidoff. He's not Dove Davidoff. Is not. He may well become famous, but he's not fun for the whole family, and he's not. He's not broad based in his appeal, as I see it. And he's but now no longer. I'm your just letting Dan after go. go yeah. <laughs> uh, but but what about Kevin Brennan. Where's Kevin Brennan going? <laughs> hey, can I get a, a Frangelico? Well, Kevin please? Brennan, we're not yeah. close. But can I get back to that question I posed to well, you? Yeah, go ahead. Re-pose would you it. pay for that? Uh, to would, happen? If, for, would you pay for that to happen? If so, how much? Um, the age-old uh, prostitute you, question. You're lucky that it happens for free and happens. I don't you know, think you can orchestrate something like no, that. I'm saying it's just a theoretical question. But I, How much does he think it's worth in terms of publicity for the club and in terms of his own pride? 
Well, pre presuming, you know, we, we didn't really publicize it. Presuming that we were to really go gangbusters with social media. Well, and then you the couldn't because... Well, then, then it wouldn't be worth anything. Padma posted it <clears throat> while she was in the room. I, but but a lot Instagram. of people tweet. The people that were here in the audience must have tweeted and told their friends. Yeah, it, it didn't get a it big It didn't get thing. a huge yeah, like, traction. We, got, we definitely got a bump on social media, um, but I don't think there was huge, huge traction. There's I too think, much going on well, that it weekend. it certainly makes up for... You know, some of the Yelp reviews that I read, the unfavorable oh. Yelp reviews that I have read. Well, there's some favorable ones there, well, too, Well, there's certainly Nadman. more Are you answering the Yelp reviews like yes, you're supposed yes, to? Yes, I, I think we need, we need to do a master Yelp review answer to tell people, listen, the, rev the, the negative reviews are just a bunch of drunk people who couldn't get in. <laughs> uh, please uh, we disregard do. Yeah, them. Dis well, disclaimer. I assume they are disregarding them because we're full every night. But, uh, well, but there are some bad reviews. Most of them are good, of course. Uh, I think it's worth 10 grand. I had that okay. in my head for some odd reason. It's weird because is it is not actually worth anything, given. I mean, I don't think I don't think a business is going to be different tomorrow than it was yesterday. Well, it keeps things going. But it, it keeps yeah. this keeps this it wave. It keeps the wave going because you know how, how. I mean, there's a reason that this we're sold out every night. You know, multiple shows. No, these these things are hard to put a price on. Like it's it's similar to the issue I have with light bulbs. Like you know. If you, if you have whatever, anyway, see this transition. No, but like, well, if you have one light bulb out in a restaurant, it cannot possibly affect business. It's one light bulb. If you if you ever, if you've never had more than one light, so how much is it? How much is it cost you to? I mean, how how bad is it to to have the light bulb out? I don't know. But at some point, if you have enough light bulbs out, the place it does begin to affect. It looks bad, you know. So this any one of these things is not worth anything. It's the opposite. But over time, if we had no more of these things. Yes, we it, they would, we would see a, a, a fall off in business. They do kind of keep us going in, in a way, but not any individual ones. So I don't know how to put a price on it. But I think part of the whole appeal is that this stuff happens organically and that yeah. you don't do it and you don't market it and you don't set it up. And that's what keeps people coming, that they never know what they're going to see. You know, there are probably some people in that audience really wouldn't pay to see these people sing karaoke. Well, that, that was my they might pay to see Chappelle do a stand-up. But there, was, but, there you know. was comedy, you know, there was bits interspersed and they finished with the song. I mean, uh, it was a whole... I'm sure think, it wasn't real karaoke. I mean, we didn't have the words. No, but yet. I'm no, just saying, you know, like... a sing-along. Absolutely. If people knew that those four were going to be on stage, it would. They, they people would want to come. People just love to see famous people, whether they're... And almost no matter really what they're doing. It was really entertaining. It was a great time. It was a great time for, you know, the... 90 Maybe that's why it, nobody thought to tell me they were just having such uh, a good we were, time. We were really having a good time. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just feel like I a lot of so that good time is because it happened the way it happened. Yes. Like, right. I love all those people, but if I saw some a bill that said like they were going to be singing, I don't think I'd I would like, yeah. buy a uh, ticket. You guys want to talk about the, the uh, event, and I want to talk about me. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no. <laughs> Can we bring right. over I was humiliated. Yeah, can we bring, bring over Mo Amer? We have with us Mo Amer. Who opens for... Does he open Dave for who? Chappelle. Oh, he does. Okay. Yes, yes, he do does. Do we want to let Liz? Do you want to stay or? or uh... Oh no, wow, I, I Dan! Uh, I, I mean, uh, well, uh, well I, there's no, there's like no rules. I never, yeah. you, I, I never heard you invite anybody to stay before. That's what I, I couldn't believe. By the way, Dan, I want to tell you something. You know, it's, it's come up before about you being on the spectrum, whatever it is. I do, I think that's a, that's a, a canard and a calumny. I do not believe <laughs> in any way. I want to tell this. I, maybe, he, he's talking about the uh, Aspergers. You don't believe that the, he's an the autistic. I hope you're not going to say what I think you're going to say. You don't believe in any way what? That Dan is on the autism spectrum. I don't, I don't think Dan's on the spectrum. I think that I is, don't think that, he is. And it bothers me that people say that. How can you not? Well, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why it bothers you. I don't think it's an insult. Well, that it, that it doesn't bother you now is you actually, is actually yeah, evidence that it might be true. No, I don't if you know anything about autism, shut no, up, Dan. Don't the, help me. The spectrum, right, it, because it, it is a spectrum, and, and I think Bill Gates is on the spectrum. I mean, so many great, a lot of famous, so many great I mean, people are on the spectrum. If I were, I'd be in certainly wonderful company. We have with us Moa Mayer. Uh, Ammer, Ammer. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. It's fine. I just, it's like my entire existence of trying to get people to pronounce my last name properly. And it has to do with my parents when we first came here. They should have added definitely another A in front of my name, but they didn't do that. It wouldn't have helped. It, would, wouldn't, it wouldn't have helped. They no? need an accent mark. <laughs> um, or no, you would need an accent. People don't know accent yeah. marks. can barely read You, you were born uh, in America? In, born I, in the USA or born... Uh, I was actually born in Kuwait. So I left Kuwait after the what, first Gulf War. Are you a Kuwaiti War. citizen? I'm not. A, this is, again, no. like another thing of the bane of my existence. So uh, in Kuwait... 
It doesn't matter if you're born there. It matters where your parents come from. Well, that's why I asked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what Trump wants to do here. Because if yeah. you're a Kuwaiti <laughs> citizen, I'm told you just get money. Yeah, you do. You make you. I think it's about a thousand dinars a month. Last I checked, How per much person, is that? which is about three thousand U.S. dollars. And that's what? per person. So if you're a family of four. No, no, a family of twelve, pal. That's how they do it over there. They monetize <laughs> their children. Right. You know? Oh. Yeah, yeah. It's so it's like so if you. Well, first now. of all, they have a lot of kids to begin with. Mm. I always say that, like they think Mexicans have a lot of kids. No, Arabs have a lot of kids. You have all those wives. W- Yes, true. Easy. They can do that. They do. can do that potentially. <laughs> Not me personally, just for the record, if my wife's listening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they definitely do that. They definitely monetize their children. Like if you have a family of twelve, that's thirty six G's a month just wow. for the kids. And you have, but you have to live in Kuwait that's to get the astounding. money. Yeah, I mean, why would you, you have want to, be to live Kuwait- anywhere else if you're getting paid that much? And you what? have to be a Kuwaiti citizen. Absolutely. Which means I think you have to descend from the original like tribe, yeah, tribe, exactly. whatever they were. That you know, and then they got that oil and. They have to import everybody because nobody has to work, so they got to import everybody. Absolutely. Everybody's important. Same thing with the uh, Emirates as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. the, how many Emirati citizens actually exist is probably like, you know, half a million. That's like, that's a really, really uh, uh, generous estimate. But really, it's, it's like, you know, there's 7 million people living in the Emirates, and like 500,000 of them, if that, are actual Emirati citizens. So your family's not from Kuwait. They came from somewhere else to work? Or it something? does, yeah. It keeps getting interesting, guys. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I from, Noam? You know. I don't know. Come on, take a guess. Egypt. No. Close by. It's close by. Sudan. Eastern. No, not Sudan. Morocco? Libya. No, Morocco. East, eastern border of, uh, of Egypt. Just tell him. Northeast. He'll and never this get is it. too much fun, the though. North, eastern border. Yeah. I don't know. What's the northeast? Where are you from, now? Israel? <laughs> That's it. That's oh. it. Well, we, we, you know, if <laughs> you Palestinian. ask my parents. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm from, I'm from a, a small village right outside of Nablus called Burin. You know, that's where I come from, originally. That's, but that's not where you were born. That's your ancestry. Yeah, that is my ancestry, correct. So my parents, who couldn't live there as well, they moved to Kuwait. Well, my father was actually a telecommunications engineer, ended up landing a job in Kuwait. And he was instrumental in um, creating wireless communication between rigs and also uh, uh, helped build the first radio station in Kuwait, which I thought was really fascinating. Oh. Yeah. The northeastern border of it. I, it would seem so ridiculous. I, I couldn't even yeah, yeah, process yeah. <laughs> Well, because like, I, don't I, see them, I don't see them as bordering necessarily because you, yeah, you have yeah, the Red Sea there. You know, I mean, there's like a little... Oh, but they do literally border on the Egyptian well, border. I don't want to get side. too into the geographical <laughs> aspects of it. Just, uh, yeah. it they, they, they share a, a small border. So yeah, tell, tell the truth. So, so how did, you know, and how did you get, how did here you get past here? How did I get how passed did, here? How did you get... Uh, In record? other words, approved to work here. You see, Alana, no one throws Alana, out... He knows what past means. No, he does, but the audience might know oh, right. You yeah, throw yeah, yeah. out these terms of art that exist in the comedy sure, world. You sure, take it for sure. granted. Like I told somebody once I had a spot downtown. <laughs> you know, and now where spot means that you're performing. And it's, to me, it's yeah. so obvious, yeah, but... Yeah. To somebody that's not a comic, I have a spot. How much is rent down there? You know? Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get authorized to perform at the Comedy Cellar? <laughs> how did I get? <laughs> well, it was a big vetting process that actually took place. Uh, it was actually through uh, Dave Chappelle's one who brought me here. I toured Dave Chappelle. Chappelle recommended you to SD? Well, she actually went like Chappelle. Chappelle was, looked at Mustafa. Mustafa was like, hey, uh, he can get you in here. Ah. It's like, why don't y'all work this? Basically, talk to Mustafa. But, but nobody told Chappelle us you were Palestinian, did, did no. they? No. No, well, no, no. We still haven't. We had to. We had to. Look, <laughs> that's why I wanted to come watch my set, because I have a closing joke about my particular situation. Like, it took me 20 years to get my U.S. citizenship. And before that, I had a, a refugee travel document. Right, and it was very confusing to me, much less immigration officers, which you would think they would know what this document means, but actually, no, they don't. And it would be a problem from the kiosk, you know. So yeah, there's got to be the, some refugee pus- uh, re- refugee groupie pussy out there. Yeah, the, oh man, there's all kinds of groupie pussy. <laughs> out there refugees. You don't even know about that refugee pussy. That's so, oh. that's so terrible. Uh, <laughs> it really is awful. But I, but for 20 years, uh, for 10 of those 20 years before I became a citizen, I traveled all over the world with a refugee travel document. On the front, it says Department of Homeland Security, and they think I'm a diplomat initially. Like, oh, what is this document? And then on the inside, in all caps, it says, this is not a U.S. passport. And which, they put you in cuffs. And they yeah, take exactly, basically that. I mean, it varies. I've had interrogations last 45 minutes, 10 minutes, to 13 hours, 15 hours. 13 oh hours? God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah. Were you, where were you traveling? Why? Well, that was Bahrain. That's when wow. that happened. Oh. Yeah, that was in Bahrain. Mm. And it was. I was so stupid because... 
I was so excited to go back to an Arab country. I haven't been back to it in like 15 years at that point. And it was my first like legit tour there in 2006. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to speak Arabic. These are my people. Blah, blah, blizzy, blah. It was the worst thing I ever did. <laughs> I showed up. I was like, hey, how you doing, brother? You know, speaking in Arabic. Good to see you. He's like, yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then he opens up my document. He was like, no, we don't accept these, which is true. They really don't accept travel documents in the Middle East. I already knew that before I got there. But then I was held for, you know, about five hours. And they said, okay, you can go roam around the airport. So I was like Tom Hanks from the terminal. I was oh like God. getting to know everybody at the burger joints, the different places, different spots. Uh, and then I came back down at 7 a.m. And I was held again. I was asked a million questions. Is it scary? Finally, No, I didn't no. give a shit. Like, what's the worst thing to do? They're going to send me back. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get to the gig. That's really what it is. Uh, is that the worst thing they will do if you say so? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not the worst thing they can <laughs> yeah. do. I guess, uh, if, you know, in some countries they can just detain you without any cause at all. Oh, like, they have morality can, police and uh, I, I don't know the nature, but yeah, I, in, forget in that. some I of those Emirates they have... They have uh, yeah, they have morality police. Yeah, of course, well, uh, they I have sh- that there, but that's not what I was dealing with. I was dealing with immigration law at that point. Just immigration. Yeah, no. I was not in the actual uh, territory for me to Haven't even, even been get in the country yet. Reprimanded yet. Yeah, exactly. Now, Mo, right uh, now I'm an international... Yeah, but I, I would still be like... I know this is this, is, but I could still see someone being nervous. Like I'm a Muslim comic, and maybe they maybe they Googled me and saw me saying something. Like, who, right. who the hell knows? Right, you right, hear right. these ridiculous yeah. stories of things that happen in the world. I've you been know. through it. I've been through it. For you sure. have been through. I mean, Mo like, is yeah. um, Mo. That's short for Muhammad. I gather. Yeah, exactly. Muhammad, the yeah. most uh, the mag- uh, what's the people always say Muhammad? They uh, they follow that up with something. Muhammad, uh, the. Uh, well, the Prophet? way may, the, may yeah. blessed be upon him. Or, yeah, exactly. Peace be upon peace him. Peace be upon the him. Translation. Yeah. Now, uh, Noam, by the way, was ki- when Noam made that remark about Esty knowing you're Palestinian. Here's the truth about the comedy seller, which distinct. Sure. I was just saying this today to a friend of mine. The comedy seller is unique among. I, somebody's asking me what's the secret of the comedy seller, and I said, well, one of the secrets are they always like to book the best people. And this person said, well, isn't that obvious? And I said, you'd think it would be, but other clubs don't seem to do that. Mm, and you're right. and also, would they go one step further? They will book you even if they don't like you. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. I didn't know I was not liked here at the South. <laughs> yeah, is that what you're insinuating? loves me. brought you on here. I'm saying so, even if you I'm advocate. Unique, I, am, I am convinced I am a unique human being put on this earth for this particular time to do something extremely special, whether through stand-up But I don't care if you were here for jihad. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly oh what I God. meant, though, Dan. That's exactly what I was saying. Oh, shit, they're on to me. <laughs> be that as it may, Esty, Can you hold this for a second? I'll be back in 30 seconds. If you do well on stage, Esty will use you, even if yeah. you even if you were being serious. That's beautiful. They, they, um, Noam has said to me many, many times, he always separates personal feelings from booking decisions. Yeah, okay, but just for, just for record, to say the obvious, I have no personal feelings of any yeah. kind of negativity towards anybody ethnic or Palestinian. I understand that. But and I have none. I just want Mo to speak. I want yeah. Mo to be able to speak freely because I'm afraid that he may, he may hide some of his sentiments for fear of not getting booked. Because no, fuck that. All right. So if no, you no. if you if you are uh, as, specifically as a ma- from Chappelle to me, he's like, bro, give him hell. Do what the say fuck what you, you want. You to need see to what say. you need if to I say. If I may quote be, the great this John Mayer, me, man. <laughs> say what you need to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll Wait, go. John Mayer is a friend, man. I'll he's go one man. step further. I think. I think that no one won't say this, but I think. The more Noam doesn't like you personally, the more he wants to use you to prove that I he's not it. biased. That's what I, I think. It. I'm not sure I can't prove it. I want to sit down and talk for hours with Noam, honestly. And uh, we, I would love to do that, too. No, not with Essie. Uh, no. <laughs> Essie, I just want to let you know I'm she not the one who said this. that. She doesn't listen to this. It's fine. She doesn't listen to the show. Don't worry. She doesn't listen. It's hilarious. I mean, uh, there's never been any... There's, I mean, it's, there's never been any particular... Uh, I don't see much animosity between Arabs and Jews. It's super annoying to me. In this country even not just unique here i mean people work together they don't they don't you mean it's a political play i mean i heard stories from my deceased grandfather of um of just him going to hang out with christians during christmas and his jewish friends during their holidays which coincidentally happened to be around the same time as muslim holidays because we both it's not really coincidence we both go by the lunar calendar no this year i think both new years were on the same day i think uh listen my father was extremely i would say he was Right-wing Israeli, and uh, I mean, it was the most important thing to him my whole life was Israel and the issues in Israel, and nevertheless, I never heard him say one bad word about Arabs to me. I mean, growing up, he, he always distinguished between the, the policies, which, you know, you would probably disagree, which he found, you know, abhorrent, 
but he never it never extended to Arabic people ever, ever, ever. Which is, you know, I I can't say all Israelis are like that, but a lot of Israelis, a lot of Israelis. I and he it, hired a ton. I don't of know them. what the percentage is, but every time I go there, I tour there or go there personally after I yeah. became a citizen. I have had nothing but pleasant experiences, even with those that I know that hate me with no reason or cause. That right out of the gate, I'm able to like break through them at some point and crack them at some point. The yeah. only ones that I haven't is like Mossad guys. I know who they are because they sit and watch while I'm being asked questions. They stand and watch, and they have zero sense of humor. They were just trained that way. But you know? the Mossad guys actually probably don't hate you. Like they're, it's, no, no, they're, they're a little there, more sophisticated. They're business. You know? They're there yeah. on business, and they're there. They they hold a particular poker face, and that's what they're there supposed to. That's what yeah. their job is. But there certainly is bigotry yeah. on both sides. But it's oh, not, certainly, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, what what country doesn't have that? Uh, Name one that doesn't have that. Sweden. I don't know. I don't know. You're right. Switzerland. They, they, Switzerland. Is that they, they, they yeah. Andorra. Look, it's it's a basic it's a basic aspect of human nature. Mm-hmm. It, it's it certainly is, and and every country has it, and it's and when you have uh, families dying on both sides, it it really makes it easy for those feelings to well up in you. Right. You know? Of course. No, I've but, seen the situation. Know. I've seen the condition on both sides. Yeah. Well, you, you lift the walls. You take everything down. You work together, and I'm there, I'm not saying it's gonna be all fucking fine and dandy. Everybody's gonna be holding hands and you know s- skipping down the streets, but eventually you will learn how to work together again, and all those hearts will me- melt. And then after so many years, that generation will start. You know, when people, I'm real, when they'll start passing Careful. away and then <laughs> start dying off, and then right. you have the new breed coming up, and everybody will start eventually working together even more so than you've ever seen, and it'll be fine. It will be fine. I'm I'm personally like a one-state solution guy. Well, uh, (laughs) you're not a one-state. We can get to that later. How long have you been working here, by the way, Mo? Yeah, you're not. You just—he's been working here about two weeks. He's been working here three weeks. So Mo doesn't even realize we used to have a kitchen here. Yeah, no, I know. I've seen. (laughs) It's been so long that it's like children. Parents tell their children about it. You know these long lost days when there used to be food here. But I'm, no, I'm, no, think, I'm <laughs> thinking about this one-state solution. Yeah, I know you are. Why? I don't know. Well, I, I know he's sitting there like be, he needs be, a stress ball because like, uh, uh, I think um, you hit the trigger. You hit the, the I, trigger I, word to him. have a to have a one state <clears throat> of made up of, of of different nationalities, a mosaic, as it were, to use the cliche. Mm-hmm. You have to have uh, peoples. Who want to put the patriotism of that one state above their above their tribe? Sure. And I don't see that even in the Jewish people, and and, and I see it even less actually in the Arab people today. Right. Yeah. Um, so I that don't disagree with that. Either. Whoever would have political yeah. leverage, I think, would would not be nice to. And listen, it it didn't even work in Lebanon. You know, among Christians and Muslims, it doesn't work in Yugoslavia. It barely works in Canada, where they're rich. Where every so often the French want to secede. Right. I think one-state solutions are are difficult, especially in in nations that I see what you're are saying. very religious. Would I would I object to it? In a kind of uh, utopian sense, yeah, sure. that'd, that'd be wonderful. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I no, mean, I agree. I agree with yeah. those arguments actually, and for those reasons, it probably will never happen. But I think that's what's going to eventually happen, whether you like a it fact, or not. But what will happen first? Uh, uh, peace between Arabs and Jews, or the kitchen opening here at the comedy? <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I will say this: it's you a know, really important question, though. Do, seriously, do, do you do Trump material in your act? Uh, recently, yeah, I've had, I've had a couple of stuff that I kind of threw away. And um, and I've been enjoying to do it. I'm, I've been enjoying doing it, but then other people started doing something similar to it, so I just like dumped it and wrote a whole new thing about it. Yeah. What What's your take on Trump and his attitude about Muslims? And- well, he's not real, first of all. If I have any opinion about Donald Trump, I mean, I accept that he's real. He's nothing more than an illusion to me. So that's what he is. He's just a really, really master publicist. He's ex- he's doing exactly what he wants to do, and he's killing the game. And that, and that, I have zero opinion of him. I can give a well, shit it, what he says because to me, the whole, the whole thing. I don't think it really. Charade. I don't think anything really changes whether you put Clinton or Trump in office. Um, I don't think it really, really changes. At you, all. You're not worried as a Muslim of a, of any change Iraq. in uh, if, if Trump I've been were a president. Refugee man, I came here through a school on a school bus <laughs> yeah. through Iraq with my mom, like smuggling or hiding whatever money we have left in certain suitcases and briefcases in her purse and making custom money belts. I think I give a shit about what fucking. <laughs> 
that orange puppet saying. I mean, I don't really care. I really, he makes a really, good point. I really am completely don't give a shit. Well, What's the worst thing you're going to kick me out? All nah. right. Like, you know, yeah, that's the worst thing, yeah. You can't kick me out. Number one, I'm a U.S. citizen. Right. I know the laws are on my side. You can't. You just can't just send somebody away without any kind of cause or some kind of... You can take away their no. citizenship. To be clear, he wants to kick out the Mexicans. Yeah, he wants, yeah, to, yeah, he wants yeah. to keep, yeah. the, keep well, the Muslims I'm okay from coming with. in. Let's really talk <laughs> about that, right. though. Seriously, let's all talk well, about that. Well, he wants to... Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the real problem. He wants, yeah, to, yeah. he wants to enforce immigration no. law, so anybody that's not legally here would go. And he doesn't want to let any new Muslims in. Well, he's yeah. just he, saying he, he, all that, too. Then we're, what's going to happen to your doctor population is going to go down significantly, and your freaking Arabs and, and well, Muslims in general, like, they're killing the game. Dude, let me you ask can't. you this. Honestly, because Mustafa, actually, interesting, mm-hmm. and then uh, some other Arabic people that I know, but Mustafa, who I speak to a lot. Um, Hatem's here, too, by the way. And, and, and Hatem also. Yeah. Uh, are actually to the right of most, like, white as, as Hillary said, basement-living liberals on sure. this Muslim. They're actually a little bit more respectful of not Trump's solution, but of him identifying a problem, which they actually seem to agree is real. They, they see the problem within their own families, within Arabic countries, this whole... Sure. What? And then you see this whole spate of terrorism, and either they're uh, recent immigrants or the ch- first generation of, of Muslim immigrants... What is the answer? Like, what would you if, you, if you had a magic wand and you wanted to keep America safe, what would you do? A lot of pressure, that, that right? Thought you were going to come talk because, about comedy, you know, I made a ridiculous <laughs> point because somebody was saying it was, it was racism. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's racism because I, I have a note seven, right? Yeah, yeah. And 17 out of a million blow up. So what did the government? You know, so what did the government do? <laughs> said we're taking all these million back. We're, yeah. for, because seventeen of them, we're recalling a million of them. Uh, in other words, because seventeen are dangerous. Right, so it's, it's not bigotry that they want all <laughs> It's just like, you know, if if there's no worry about being called a bigot, you yeah. say, okay, well, what's what's the risk population? And that's too risky. So, but on the other hand, these are human lives. So mm. you can't just be as dismissive. It's not a phone. Right. But what well, is the answer? might become self-aware do, do, at some to be point. safe again? That's your question. Would, like, how can in other you words, make would you, America's would, very safe. Do we worry about... We know that if we take in a million Muslims, mm-hmm. there is going to be a certain percentage of those that are going to be radicalized. And based on previous experience and what's going on in Europe, people are going to die. I think it starts with foreign policy, though. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. We don't what have the do? best foreign policy in the world. First of all, just own the shit you're doing across the planet. Maybe that's one to take responsibility for your actions. Maybe that'll start. You know, is that the problem? I think that's a major issue. Then why do they blow up like, so many people in, in the Arab countries? That's what that's what I don't get at. Like in, in Syria well, and Iraq. I think Iraq. the question is, is like, why is America blowing up? We are blowing up a shit ton of towns and cities and creating chaos we throughout did. the planet. We did. We did, and still currently do. I mean, the bombers that were sold to the Saudi to Saudi Arabian government now they're blowing up Yemen. The the weapons oh, race itself, like what we contribute on the planet itself, we have over 800 military bases worldwide. I've done over 100 military bases all over this planet. Uh, don't be afraid up. to name the Jew. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm serious. <laughs> don't be afraid. I'm not. No, I'm not afraid. No, no, of anything, you're making man. sense. I'm, go I'm, ahead. Go I'm ahead. Like, I'm like, you know, we gotta just, you know, take responsibility how we're treating the planet. Like, we go to Brazil and steal some of the resource, a lot of the resources out of the Amazon, make amazing medicine and pills out of it, and sell that shit back to Brazil. That's the most gangster shit I've ever yeah. heard of in my life. How do we? How do we steal stuff in the Amazon? Don't, why don't they stop us? How are you gonna stop it? When I was in when I was in uh, Okinawa, I was hanging out. Have you out. been to Brazil? You yeah, have. Exactly. <laughs> what yeah. are they stopping? It's an entire. <laughs> when I was in Okinawa, for instance, I was uh, hanging out with these guys after the show. They happened to be Air Force pilots, officers, and they took me around and they gave me a little tour, which I thought to be hysterical, by the way, that Muhammad was getting a <laughs> a very very personal <laughs> tour of the spy jets, by the way, that they fly. It was fucking hysterical. I wrote a, I wrote a whole film about how Al Qaeda could be more relevant if they raised the stand-up comedian, and then for the for the goal to blow up a strategic base. I thought it'd be hysterical. Anyway, I'm not really doing that. Just whoever's listening. Yeah, be careful. Uh, <laughs> no, so I mean, when I went to that base, and the guy was telling me, he's like, "Yeah, I fly the spy jet." I'm like, "You fly a fucking spy jet? Where?" He goes, wherever, usually into Russia. I'm like, you fly a spy into jet Russia? into Russia. And he says, yeah, I have, they have translators on board. And they go up there and they go into Russian border and they listen to conversations. 
I'm like, bro, what the fuck do the Russians have to say about that? He goes, they just send their F-16s and they watch us. I mean, who the fuck else on the planet is doing that? You think a Chinese spy plane flies into into United States soil anywhere near it, it's going to fucking make it and give them time to roam around and listen to conversations? Impossible. It's because we are just a monster power. We, we spend more than the top... There's top 11 militaries exist on the planet. We spend more than the other top 10 combined. I'm all for that. You know? I'm the saying US that's what like we the do. Biggest. Well, yeah, of course, because we have to, because we have to maintain that order. We have We're to the biggest, that. like, nosy neighborhood lady. Like, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Kurt, like, and what are you doing in there, George? Huh? You guys have an eggplant tonight? Why did I get a call about that? You know I love the eggplant, Georgie. <laughs> Look, you're making a point, and uh, although I don't, I don't agree with it. I try to keep an open mind to it, which There's essentially to agree to is just exactly what's going on. No, which essentially seems to be that America and its behavior is the sole uh, has bears the responsibility sure. for and sole responsibility, such that if only America had behaved itself. Uh, there would be no Arab fundamentalism. There'd be no Arab terrorism. There'd be no. Uh, he didn't say it's a soul. Be, he said it's a start. I'm the, saying it's a contributing. It's a major yeah. contributing factor to the situation. There's no doubt. Like going into Iraq and bombing Iraq and doing what you did to Iraq. Saddam Hussein was placed in power by Donald yeah. Rumsfeld and all these guys. They all knew what they were doing. It's all part of a system to gain power. And I'm not mad at you. I'm an American. I'm an American. I'm winning off of these things. I'm still paying, you know, two fifty a gallon. Amazing. <laughs> I was just in London three days ago. About eight dollars a gallon. Oh shit. I'm glad to be oh American. God. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm still gonna have to file your answer in the non in the non answer. In the non answer? <laughs> in other words, be, I mean you're, you're American, but it just helps. I mean, what, what, it, it I would help. It's impossible to stop everything. It's just the world has uh, in Arabic they call it khair and shar. You know, there's blessings and there's evil. You know, one guy might lose his job. That's evil for him, but the next guy that gets that job, it's a blessing for him. It's just the way the world works. Yeah, I'm I'm scared yeah. of uh, I'm I'm truly scared of a dirty bomb in Times Square and this kind of thing. Oh God, of course, I'm scared too. And uh, a little if, bit. If it does, yeah, and if it does happen, you know, uh, um, we're gonna all be like, well, you know, we couldn't do anything because we don't want to be called because blah, blah. but yeah. uh, at some point you say, well. We kind of saw this coming, didn't we? And we and we were paralyzed to do anything. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know. But I think that's like living in a... I, I don't want to live that way. I know that it could happen. A lot of a... things exist now. Every time I get in an airplane, which is often, and I could be thinking like, yep, I could die today. And I do think that sometimes I say a little something to myself and I go to sleep. You know, like I know I'm aware yeah. of the risks, but the world is what it is. I mean... All right, Dan, I'm convinced. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a leftist. You're a leftist? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, uh, Dan? Well, uh, I don't know if we're going to solve this problem sure. right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, another issue uh, that's uh, important in the world today is, did you know that the TD Bank no longer has their coin machines? So if you have a bunch of coins that you need to... It's I was been a while now. I was infuriated. They won't yeah. take coins anymore? They don't take your no. coins. These I had all these summer coins. Wait you know, no, but I think they will. Yeah, think, summer coins. You know, in the summer you don't have you don't have zip up pockets, so so you put them in my I put them in my cup. <laughs> I got a uh, probably eighty dollars worth of coins. No, I th I thought they still had it, but you had to be a TD ba a no, TD Bank they, member. No, if you're a TD Bank member, you can roll your coins up. Oh Jesus! And, oh, and they terrible. give you coins. Who does that anymore? So I go over there with a sack of coins. I'm feeling like Natum in his back, right? Right. I'm a now I'm a eighty bucks. No, you just <laughs> broke your back. That's and I go it. in there with my bag of coins, and they, we don't do that no more. Maybe maybe ain't heard. Uh, bring your, I basically bring, bring don't. Your coins here, Dan. I basically Can I bring my coins here? You got to go to a coin star, but yeah, they charge it. you. I don't care if they charge me. You can take yeah. half for all I care. I don't want yeah. the damn coins. <laughs> well, just, just I, Google coin star. What am I going to do with find, these stupid coins? I, I can find the basically pretend one. that coins don't exist or matter. Like me I, too. I give them away. I just stopped even, like, if I get a coffee and it's 2.30, I'm like, Thank you very much. Have a great day. I just Here's leave. Three. I'm doing that more and more. Fuck this change. Yeah. And pennies? Why the hell do pennies still exist? Ask me, Joe. He'll tell you. What? Tell me. <laughs> Why? Uh, Why? Well, uh, that's a good question. I think annoying. Canada has gotten rid of their yeah. pennies. I'm the rest so of the sure. world has. America I'm not so sure. Behind. But uh, we are going into the cooler months, which means 
uh, change will go in my pocket for later use. It's the yeah. summer where I accumulate right. a lot there of coins. There is like a really good feeling when you got that exact change, though. I don't know. No, so yeah. I, I hoard quarters because I need them for, for parking meters sometimes. But anyway, okay, we've been joined. Stick around. We've been, we've been joined by Elon Altman, a stand up comic who recently won New York's Got Talent and was awarded his own off Broadway show. All right. Hey. Now those, are, those you, credits can either be the greatest thing you've ever heard, or or meaningless. Do you know? Do you know? <laughs> well, because bro, we, who, we've never heard of New York's Got Talent, and off Broadway, how off is it? Do you know? So Mo? we have to delve a little bit more into this. Yeah, I, I just met Mo just outside. Met, yeah. Okay. Go he ahead. He sold me drugs. He sold you drugs. Yeah. He looks suspicious. Mo. Uh, Mo. What's up? Tell me one Jewish stereotype you believe is true. What Jewish? <laughs> why you gotta put me in these situations? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was I was saying to Dan before, and okay. another that you know I, I've been a nightclub owner for a long, long time, and in that time I've had various, various <laughs> nights, both music and comedy, and I've had nights that were all Brazilian, all Korean, all Jewish, all Israeli, all black, you name it, and only a fucking liar is gonna try to pretend. Oh no! There's no difference between those crowds. No, no, yeah. you, 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 if, you, if you were blind, you had, you'd have no way of knowing <laughs> any possible difference in human behavior because everybody's the same. I mean, there's sure. no a black room is totally the same as a Korean yeah. room. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, to distinguish them. Uh, so uh, my point being, of course, that nobody, nobody truly believes that there are not some truth to some patterns that they recognize in peoples. The, the, moral, the moral challenge for every human is to, is to be able to, to understand that, yet not allow yourself to treat people other than as individuals and a lot, not allow yourself to treat people in a bigoted way. But to pretend that the Koreans didn't all show up 15 minutes early and the entire room was full <laughs> no, for an 8 o'clock show. And the show girls overdrank. And, they, and, and, oh and, not, and they, they didn't make a peep during the show. That would just, you know, that would, no, that would just be ridiculous. So, so I'm going to allow you. Global media domination. So I've gone no, first I'm now. No. <laughs> I've, 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 I've said one stereotype. Well, that the, the Asian people truly yeah. do come early and are very well behaved. Now you said Excellent. something about the Jews. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Surrounded by Jews. My that's easy to, that's yeah. easy to say because that's a good stereotype. Uh, that yeah. was the joke. So you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. I All appreciate right, I, you I continuing to put my career at risk. I didn't get it. At every step of the way. Oh, there's yeah. a stereotype. Touche. <laughs> yeah. oh, the Jews right. control Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> I'll take no, that. Is no, that really no. a stereotype, though? Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm not a stereotype. That can be, that's, uh, <laughs> you guys accurate. love food. When you talk about lunch when you're having breakfast, and at lunch you talk about dinner. To say the Jews control Hollywood to the extent that's true is not a no, stereotype. No. That's like saying it's a stereotype that most Chinese restaurants are owned by Chinese people. <laughs> it's a verifiable fact. Yeah, In any case, true. let's move on to Elon Musk. <laughs> no, it is, though. Our guest today. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's not a bad thing. I think it's just like touche. Sorry about well, that, Elon. You know, Noam gets these ideas and he's determined to talk about them. <laughs> no problem at all. Right, rather than waiting for... Uh, okay, Noam, Elon. how do you feel about the Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me one thing about homosexuals. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think they're a basket of deplorables. <laughs> there you go. We were saying that Noam won New York's Got Talent. Now, this is a... This Elon. Is Elon. Elon. Noam did not win that. <laughs> no, no. Noam just won America's Got... No. Now, New York's Got Talent, uh, the, the little brother, I guess, to America's Got Talent. Un got unaffiliated, but the same type of thing, a multi-week talent competition with all sorts of weird acts. Under the aegis of who? Uh, produ that, producers uh, in uh, the Times Square area that run this at this uh, theater, the Electro no, Theater. I'm curious about what ages, right? Is that what you said? No, 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 ages. Like, under, under who is, who yeah. is in charge? Ages. A-E-J-U-S. I U.S. whatever, yeah. You know, who's producing it, you mean? Cooper Jordan Entertainment. Is it like a, is it, do they try to trade on the Got Talent name, but they don't, they don't. Well, I don't want him to get in trouble, but they certainly use that in a way that, people who come to it know that it's going to be that style of uh, show. And they sure. might think it's associated with the American... Mm. Uh, 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 yeah. oh, he's looking yeah. at his watch. Yeah. You're boring. You're boring. <laughs> oh, no. Does that turn I'm on just as we waiting. look at it? Yeah, it does. Ah, yeah. That's cool. Anyway, It's certainly a similar show. you got judges, you got well, audience It's not vote. on TV, though. It's not on TV. Who are the judges? They're like Broadway producers. Oh. Um, I'm just kidding. Entertainment. So, so you're cool. a comedian? Yeah, I'm a stand-up. And have you submitted your tape to Esty? I have not. 
I, I didn't know that was a way to get in here. <laughs> well, we talked well, about this last week with um, with uh, Julia Rossi. You have the inside Rossi. track with a name like Elon. I mean, you're probably, probably way easier I, I, than I'm not, <laughs> yeah. not Israeli, but it is an Israeli name. Well, yeah. we've been through this. Esty will give you very little. Well, you are wearing Esty, blue. <laughs> Esty gives you no... Uh, no extra credit for being uh, Jewish and no and and I don't know and no. <laughs> Do you speak Hebrew? Stop! By the way? Stop! Stop! You know, pushing these stereotypes. No, it's not I, true. I've just been. Dan is going. It doesn't matter if he's Jewish or not. It matters if he's hilarious. Right. Absolutely. So will throw anybody yeah. out of here unceremoniously. But of course, she tends to appreciate Jewish humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that's why I learned how to do this voice. Do, do you speak it's any Hebrew? Important. Do you speak Hebrew? I don't speak Hebrew. Okay. My brothers do. Yeah, usually. Palestinian. I don't know if that matters. No. <laughs> well, uh, so go yeah. ahead. I, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead, Elon. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a stand-up. So they awarded uh, you your own off-Broadway show? Yeah, so that's the prize is at this theater. It's like a 250-seat theater. It's a six-week run of, of a 90-minute show, which I could do whatever I want with it. I'm going to do stand-up. I'm going to have you know openers. I'll do an hour at the end. And uh, You don't have to put any of your own money in? Nothing. They, Not a dime. They fully produce and promote it. They get the crowds. They do everything. Um, what was the audition process for this show? Just show up. I sent in a uh, submission call. tape. Oh. Um, then I got into the, you know, there's a lot of first round shows, and then they basically pass like two people through each round. It goes on for about five weeks. And How you much have an money opener? did you get? Oh, go ahead. What was the first prize? Was uh, it just a, the off Broadway uh, show? Uh, you know, it was a four figure cash prize. Nice. Four figures. Yeah. Four figure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not bad. In, in, the low, in the low four <laughs> figure. I will say <laughs> that I, I was on America's Got Talent, and I made it to the semifinals. And I got zero dollars. Yeah, look at that. Um, That's the not, but you, but you got. I benefited from the publicity of it, obviously. Well, I've heard you say you've made maybe six figures in the publicity. Uh -huh. I listened to this show. Yeah, I've made money off of the publicity, but there was no actual. It was either first prize or you got no money, and they didn't even pay us, even though it was on TV. And I don't know how they get away with this with the Screen Actors Guild or whatever. But for some reason, there's some loopholes where they don't have to pay anybody. Because it's a game show. I guess because it's a game show. And so, uh, whatever it is. So anyway, we didn't yeah. get paid. Well, this one too. Second place was nothing. That is steak night. See, I would say this is, this is quite Jewish what Dan's doing right What's now. So? No, he's, I would he's not bitter say and I'm resentful. Not, I'm not bitter. I'm having of, a conversation. Of, well, but I'm saying it's like you're no, kind. No, no. It's kind of like if I owned America's yeah. Got Talent, I'm like this. This unappreciative fuck made hundred thousand no, dollars and <laughs> bitching that he didn't get union scale on my show. Uh, no. What I'm doing is stating a fact that here you have a very high budget production. And they don't pay their acts, and I think that's interesting. I think our listeners think it's interesting, and I think that Noam is just trying to get back by any means necessary <laughs> to the conversation that he wants to have anyway. It is which interesting. is a conversation about stereotypes. I just want to watch you two argue for three it, hours. It is interesting. No, you However, don't. it's I do. also it's interesting. Really I want to ask the questions. <laughs> you, I wish you would. What also is interesting that you that it seems to bother you. They're, they're oh, both interesting. It doesn't bother me particularly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was interesting um, that, that you know just as a as a as a uh, academic uh, discussion. That's all. I, I'm not bothered by it at yes. all. You got talent. How Are, is this the first? How many years has this is the been? third season of it? Um, they don't do it once a year. It's been like probably in the last nine months they've had. Three. Do you know who won previously? Is the it where the they... first season is a magician uh, who won, and he's actually after his six week run in this off Broadway theater, they've actually had him back for like three more runs because it's been selling out and doing really well. Um, the second season winner, I don't know. I think they've had some. It kind of hasn't materialized just yet. And what happens if you don't sell any? T I mean, I hope this doesn't happen to you, but. Like, what happens if you don't sell any tickets for your show? You just do it. Do they cut it? Is there You get the six weeks. I guess they would, just be really, they would just be really sad with me, and I would be yeah. sad with myself. And uh, Are you going to send us a, a tape or something so we can see your, your act? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've, I've done it on TV before. I'll send you a good clip. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what I, I, uh, TV have you done? Uh, well, can I name other Access TV? Oh, that's the... Um, yeah, you can no, name no, other no, 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 no. Oh, of course, you, no, you, you can I did Gotham Comedy you Live. Ruined, you, just ruined, you just ruined your chances at ever getting booked here. Damn it. <laughs> That's worse than being Palestinian, they, trust yeah, me. It's worse. They goaded me into <laughs> it. Telling you. Hey, hold on. What's wrong He's with being Palestinian? Kidding. Just kidding. He's just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's much no, worse. No, you have to understand, Elon, that. Uh, Say that two more times. Essie couldn't give a shit about yeah. Muslim Jew, but she bleeds comedy seller blue, let me that tell you. I, I Anything about Gotham. I'm not sure when. No, for real, this place for me is like super. like. I started coming here 16 years ago when I would sneak in here underage to go to the shows downstairs. And like my whole, and I'm from New York. This is my whole life, this place. This is really cool to be here right now. Elon, just for your edification, 
Um, first of all, I didn't know when the Comedy Cellar's official color became blue, but that's interesting. Okay. Um, or why that? That's why be. I'm wearing blue. I assume that's right. why. Um, I thought I always thought of the Comedy Cellar more as green. The Hello, olive- Ari. How do you feel about that? I don't know. Like I'm oh, thinking green, green. green like money? Yeah. No, green like the Olive Tree Cafe. Yeah, there you go. Speaking of money, can I ask what, a question? What's wrong with green? No, what's wrong with green, no? But I, but nothing, I was, is it because it's in the Palestinian flag? Is that what it is? What's wrong with green? I didn't realize olive that, green. but probably Just, deep within me, I didn't know that. Green, red, and black. No, the point I wanted to make, though, was that he questioned whether he can bring up the name of another club, and Noam doesn't care, and the reason Noam doesn't care uh, is because the comedy seller is is is, be- is bitch slapping so badly. Yeah. These other, I did such. I've never seen. I I feel it's such a bloodbath. What's going on between the comedy seller and the other clubs? Now Gotham is doing reasonably well, but the comedy seller is 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 beating senseless. Well, it's an institution. But it, I mean, well, when it I started like. doing comedy, every club was the comedy seller was not special when I started. It was oh, there's the comedy seller, there's the strip, there's the stand up New York. It was all about equal. But now what's happening is the comedy seller has it's like it's like a um, it's it, like it's a black sucked. hole. The yeah. vortex. It's a black hole, mm. and and the more massive it becomes, the more the uh, gravitational attraction becomes, and it just it, it's becoming uh, ridiculous. That Noam has nothing to fear from these other clubs. It's all so, going according to plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have to say, I mean, it's, right. it's actually true. You keep. Perpetuating these Ma- stereotypes, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, stand, stand, stand up New York is what, <laughs> as it says in the Elders of Zion. <laughs> uh, stand I didn't up New York. I just want to make sure that I did not say you the heard Mo say that. We heard it. He said the G word and the E word. Right I, I, I was telling SC <laughs> yeah. today. I don't know if it's interesting or not, but you can stop me if it's not. That uh, or maybe you were sitting at the table. I don't know. That when I first when we first started expanding to the underground and all that stuff, I did tell SD that what is now happening is a possibility. I said, we'll be able to give more and more acts. The acts will start appearing only here because they don't want to travel around town. We're going to pay more. That'll make the other clubs weaker. People, And then and uh, the internet word will get out and people will just start appearing here more and it'll build on itself, uh, which will allow us to pay the comedians even more money and make it... And You're sounding like Pablo Escobar the well, more and more you exactly. speak. <laughs> and, and, I, and I said it... Really, just trying to sell Esty on the idea because she was so against the underground. But that's actually what's happened. It's actually, um, it's actually, it is like it is feeding on itself. I don't know when it's going to end. See, this is the killer instinct that I never had, and one of the reasons it wasn't a killer instinct. It just happened that way. So you're saying it wasn't the it was plan. a natural progression. It was. It was. It was not motivated out of the killer instinct. I'd, I'd be very happy if all the clubs were just as busy as we are. I'm just saying when I I opened the underground, I realized that that was what is happening was a possibility because there are only, you know, 25 A-list comedians in the city. There really are. And and then and not all of them are in town every weekend. And then we fill in with with, with the rest, actually, who are, you know, B-plus comedians, I'd say. But uh, and when we're giving... Everybody in the like the A and the A, you know, the, all the top acts in the city, three, four spots a night, they don't work anywhere else, and then it makes it very, very tough for the other clubs, and they have to, you know, they have to try to peel people off. Why would you? It's very hard to do that, actually, yeah. even just timing-wise, and plus rhythm-wise. And I mean, just thinking about it, just logically, just having time to go from one spot to the other. When it was four spots the other night. It's like. By yeah. the time you're done, take a few breaths and you hop on to the next. Wait one. until yeah. the kitchen's but back, the, Dan. But oh the key, my God. it's going to be a, <laughs> a, a real world war. A, a key ingredient, and it can't be emphasized enough, is that the internet and social media has changed everything in the sense that word gets out to pe- people know exactly what the reality is before they step foot in a comedy yeah. club. It used to be, it didn't matter what was going on, there was still. 100,000 tourists every summer would come in here, and they thought one club was... And it was really impossible. They would, they would buy, like, folders or, or go to some uh, paid tourist guide where every club is described as fantastic. And so you, you, they would especially roll the dice. Now it's very, very clear to anybody who spends 20 minutes trying to research where they're going to go what the best club is. Yeah. So it feeds on itself that way. Too. Well, well, thanks for making the shows that I get on worse. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Well, you got to send your tape in, and then... 
Or tape. Have, we keep well, saying tape. Yeah, tape. I, I have the VHS. I have the VHS. We have the I'll come film you. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring it over. We're about to wrap up, and I do want to uh, table one thing because it's in the news and it's it's bugging me. And I do not support Trump, just for the record, although people might sure? listen to me and think uh, otherwise. <laughs> I am furious that anybody thinks that anybody would ever pay more taxes than their accountant tells them they legally owe. Not one dollar more. What am I missing? Well, we still don't know, though. That's the spin they're giving it right now, but we still haven't seen it. We don't know that that's the simple case of it. There could be all sorts of other weird things in those returns. Well, no, I, there probably couldn't be because mm -hmm. the, the accusation in the Times is that he lost like a billion dollars, which would be enough to, um, he has to go? Which would be enough for him to offset earnings for 15 years. Yeah. He's been audited at least more than a few times in those 15 years. So we have to presume that whatever's in those returns is all legal, right? He, there's been no accusation of him doing anything illegal. No, but there could be lots of, uh, I don't know. What could there be? I use TurboTax. I don't know much about it. <laughs> but but my, my only point being that... The answer is... If, if you hire an accountant and he doesn't fucking... And if, if he comes back to you and tells you $1,000 more than you actually owe... You're going to be furious with that accountant. And if you know, if you lose a billion dollars, you have a right to take the losses. That's the system. Yeah. Warm, everybody does it. Right, but that's still just the story from the 1995 returns. We still haven't seen all these other years when, like Hillary said, who knows what he's, you know, has no, he, he been given a charity? Has he been, you know? No, he probably should, not. We're talking about that, that year's tax guy. return. I no, I don't, I, yeah, yeah. I feel that way. He's not a charitable. I just, I don't know the guy, obviously. I just like, but I just feel like if he hasn't been giving to charity, that's mm -hmm. certainly uh, something to judge in his character. I I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. But I'm talking about the accusation. Well, they, they answered your question, Noam. Is you're correct? Um, Bunch of the, hypocrites. The people don't like the fact that he said it makes me smart. I guess they thought it was smug. But the bottom line is, is that people, liberals as much as conservatives, pick their horse and they just stay with it and will not look at the other side. Uh, I, me being a Libra. Uh, I tend to <laughs> that's what we do. And so therefore, uh, and that's one of the reasons I think, I, I think it's one of the reasons why I'm not a bigger star because I, I, I see... <laughs> there we go. The stars weren't aligned. Oh, it I, comes down no, to no, I see, astrology. I see both sides of the argument, so I don't, I'm not a rabble-rouser. Comics that go on stage and go, God damn it, we gotta... You know, like, like, like uh, that really pick a side and push it all the way. Uh, get you know you can get a following that way, you can get a following by being a rabble rousing loudmouth, which I am a very reasoned individual. Although I will be voting for Hillary uh, come November, I do I do agree that, that the accusations that, uh, against Trump in this case are unfair. They're, I think they're more than they're ridiculous. Uh, well, I don't know. I, you ha you ha then you'd have to listen if you if you. I, don't know. I mean, the system is really fucked up when somebody makes billions and billions of dollars or has that much money and is not contributing in any kind of way, especially if he's not contributing to charities as well on top of it. I, I agree with you about that. I think charity. you're just like a fucking dick at that point. Yeah. Like you got to put into the system. You can't be that wealthy that, then and they, just step then, over homeless motherfuckers in the streets. Like you just can't do that. I but agree with you. You're saying, it's a, you're saying the same thing because you're saying it's a systemic problem. Yeah, it's a it is yeah. a systemic problem. What, what, you, what you're saying I agree with, but you're not yeah. saying what I'm saying. What, what, you're, what you're saying is that if you made billions of dollars and you don't give to charity, that, that doesn't speak well you about you. you got to do that, yeah. But what you're not saying is that... If if you're, I mean, you they tell. I'm all about strategy, and if you could pull it off within the system, if, yeah, I, if I lose ten million dollars this yeah, year, yeah. Listen, this is this is the key point. I don't. Well, I mean, it is. It is also. You can't deny the fact that some accounts will be like, "Hey, you made a lot of money, and you're going to probably make a lot more next year. It would probably be good to start opening up a new business venture that would probably create a lot of losses." But he for does you that in your exchange. No, yeah, no, they course. don't do that. They don't do that. That the losses a lo when you lose money, you lose money. You don't. You lose, that, there's you no lose. benefit to losing money. You you may defray your taxes, but you lost that money. Right. Um, that that's it. But uh, the, the thing is that two things. First of all, his businesses, even though he lost money, they're paying payroll taxes, they're paying sales taxes. Sure. All his, his their taxes come. There's a lot of uh, sure, Trump, right. tremendous amount of revenue sure. that comes right. from from Trump's undertaking, even if he loses money. But more importantly, the government does not share your risk when people. Big entrepreneurs, people started Amazon or Uber or yeah. any of or or you name it, comedy seller. When they take their millions and they risk that money, sure. the government does not share the risk. When they lose that money, they lose it all. Yep. All they have is the ability to say, okay, well, I lost $10 million, so next year, if I only make a million, 
I'm not going to have to pay income because they will, they'll, they, they will, they're not going to treat the artificial 365-day period as the actual cycle of my earning income. So I'm allowed to consider a bigger period of time to determine how much money I made or didn't make. And if you take that away, entrepreneurial investing is going to slow down enormously. If you tell entrepreneurs, put in your millions, and if you lose it, it's lost and you can't even write, if you lose it on, on December 31st, on January 1st, we're going to tax every dollar at 50% because you lost it the day before in the previous year. Nobody is going to risk their money. And the huge problem we have in this country today is that nobody understands how our system works, how capitalism mm. works, and what, what kind of playing field you need to get people to take big risks. And part of that is when you have big losses, you get to offset it against your income because you have a right to say, listen, I lost a billion dollars. You can't make me pay on the next 10000 I made. I just lost a billion right, of in course. 2015. 2016 is a clean slate. Every I, dollar I got to pay tax on. Yeah, it's really, now, if you, if you feel, but I'm still rich and I love this country and I didn't have to pay any taxes, so I want to give... The last, tre last charity you're going to give to is the Treasury of the United States, which can print its own money. Exactly. Absolutely. Give yeah. to cancer. Give to Israel. Give to whatever. <laughs> sure. Come on, come on, whatever Mo. your cause may be. Come on, Mo. Give, you, give to yeah. Israel. And, and, and someone who doesn't do that. I was that, there this summer. I spent a lot of money there. Okay, and, I, uh, and someone who doesn't, doesn't do that, mm -hmm. uh, I, I would judge harshly just like you. Right. But the fact that he offset his, this is the most vanilla tax thing in the world is offsetting your losses. No, yeah. I do have good, to run good. around the corner. I have to, well, uh, I think, I think I bored everybody to right. tears. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we just uh, bounced. I mean, I don't know what's happening. No, he, has he, he has a spot. He has a spot. You know, right no, you, I don't know if everyone's told you this, but you, you, if you had gray hair, you would almost look a little like Mike Pence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean anything no, about what you said, no. but just he, the he's looks. way more masculine looking. He's like a GI Joe kind of guy, but yeah, I just kind of see something. GI Joe. Well, I, I take that as a compliment because he's a good-looking he, guy. He, he looks like a like a like a like a Terminator type guy. He's like he was running his his VPs. Me too. I couldn't remember Kane's name. I turned on the TV like who's these two white guys. There has never been a less a less important vice president. Presidential ticket. Yeah. They're Completely. so generic. Completely. Well, it's important because they're old. Because no, yeah, no one really likes the two front guys. So people have to think, well, if something happened to Hillary for health was a little weird. At least we got this guy. I like the two front guys. I literally like Hillary and Trump better than either of those vice presidents. I, I could not. I turned it off. And I'm a junkie for politics. I watched yeah, the whole I, could, thing. I, I couldn't watch it. the vice president. Two hours. I can't. I'm not really a big junkie into politics myself. I mean, I know a lot about it and try to keep up with it. And uh, I just I just get turned off to it because I think it's just a big circus. I agree with you. It's a big circus, and it's part of the attraction why people like to tune in because it is one of the most entertaining things you can actually watch. Especially this election has been utterly captivating. I mean, my mom, who you know, the cutest thing. Like, you know what, Trump? I like what I like. You know, I like. I like. He says, you know, he says it, and he doesn't care. That's what Trump says, know. though. He says, he says that. He that, says it. That when he talks to Muslims, they, they always say that they like his ideas. And they, I, I've noticed, I don't know. Listen, it, it yeah. is, it's a discredit to Trump that we finally have a candidate who is not afraid to just say what he feels and shoot from the hip. And what he's saying is so fucked up, right? Like, I mean, it would be, would be <laughs> wonderful to have a candidate up. who was, you know, with some class yeah, and course. some wisdom. Yeah, who was some. Not, Just a little bit. Who was not afraid to say what he thought. 5% class, please. Yeah, this yeah, guy yeah. doesn't even have that. Like, Biden was really, kind of really like bad. that. He's vulgar, huh? Biden was kind of like that. He kind of set he, his yeah, mind. And Biden was definitely like that. I think Biden would have taken this thing easy. Oh, he must be kicking himself. himself yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. did he screw up? Uh, he, well, it was his son that when he son passed away. That's why he kind of took off. You think the Clintons killed his son? Oh, yeah. Inside no, job. No, for I sure. I, I, he, he said, I'm thinking about it. was his, like some real scandal I shit. Know, yeah. <laughs> Did he ever <laughs> have a son? Like <laughs> his son had asked him to run. I mean, I may, it's possible. Listen, I have children. I, I would not uh, second guess the grief because I can't even imagine Very how good, I would go yeah. on at losing a child. But it seemed to me that his decision was more political than it was uh, about his son. But, you know, I mean, I, w I wouldn't fault him in either scenario. Right, right, right. Just too bad he, he probably yeah, he would have walked yeah, into you're it. You're absolutely right though. He, he's definitely a shoot from the hip type of guy too. Joe Biden is definitely like that. And it would have been really interesting to see Biden and Trump go against each other. Oh, been, yeah. been but I think what you said earlier is interesting and what might be one of the saddest things if Trump becomes president is that it might show everybody that it really does not fucking matter. 
No, it like really it might just though. show everybody that thinks that it makes a difference who is president in terms of what comes to fruition, and it might show that like you could put literally a puppet monkey in there, and it, it really does. <laughs> it doesn't I think Bill matter. Hicks. I think Bill Hicks joke That'll encapsulates everything to me. What was you, Bill you remember joke? this? He said he did this joke. He goes, "Who are you gonna vote for? Puppet on the left or the puppet on the right? It really doesn't matter, guys. Who you vote for? Once that person is elected." They take him into a special room and they show him an angle of the JFK assassination that you've never <laughs> seen before. <laughs> and then they look at him and go, any questions? And the newly elected president looks back and goes, just what my agenda is. You know? He was I mean, wonderful, huh? He was, he was really wonderful. my hometown, Houston. But that's like an interest. I mean, I think it's one way to look at it that nobody's really talked about that much. No, but I really, I Which really is truly that it feel probably that way. does not why, matter. Yeah. 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 Checks and matters. balances. It doesn't really matter. I don't know. Well, there are, there are people out there, whether you like it or not, who have health insurance now mm-hmm. who didn't and wouldn't have had it. If not for who the president Obama had been, yeah, but I don't. I, so, I'm, you know. I'm one of those. I don't believe that that was. I mean, Obama had a perfect storm. The re, is the reason but, why but Obamacare uh, passed. Uh, it could have been someone else in that. If role. McCain had been president, I don't think we would have pulled out of Iraq. No, for sure, no. So whether you think that was a good thing to pull out or not, it, well, I don't it, know it how much matter. we've actually pulled out of Iraq either. Well, Obama certainly wanted to get out, and McCain certainly wanted to stay, and, yeah. and reality intruded. All right, good night, everybody. Uh, all right, uh, wh- you want your Twitter or anything, Mo? Yes, my Twitter is real Mo Ammer, R E A L M O A M E R. And uh, and my Twitter is Alan. You so crazy. That's E L O N Y O U. So crazy. And what about your show? Where can they get tickets to your show? They're not available yet. They'll be online. You can find my website alanaltman.com. We'll have a link to it. Show starts December first every Thursday night. By the way, you look like a, a, a young, smaller Richard Benjamin. I'm sure you've gotten that before. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. <laughs>